Sangha Cup. Today is the 6th of March, 2022, and we have the opportunity now to cultivate goodness, to build merit. And this merit of bhavana, of mental cultivation, is the supreme type of merit. So we train our minds in bhavana with our meditation object, our kamatana. And we have this firm intent, we set our hearts on this training. And we can ask, well, if we don't train our minds, what drawbacks does that have? We see that the knowing element that lacks wisdom has clinging, clings to this body composed of the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water, clings to all of it as self, as me and, me and mine. And all this materiality and mentality, the body and mind, we carry it around. And so we carry it around in the mind, these five khandas, these five aggregates, which are a heavy burden. So we're carrying around this heavy burden, which is suffering in the world to do so. And to put down this burden is happiness. So one who's able to do this, one who's able to put down the heavy burden and not pick up another, realizes a true happiness. So as Dhamma practitioners, we know that the five aggregates are heavy and then we put them down. And this is when the knowing is from clear seeing with wisdom. But when we know just from perception and memory from sanya, then we're not able to do it. We have the desire, the wish not to have anger. And we think if we wake up in the morning, today I won't be angry, I won't fall into love or hate or fear or jealousy. And this is our intention. But when the eye sees a form or the ear hears a sound, anger arises right there. We proliferate right there. Because we meet with things that we don't want to meet with. We experience things we don't want to experience. And this is dukkha, this is suffering. For instance, someone goes to work and they meet with their boss or an employee and they have not, they don't like that person, so suffering arises. And we see, well, what is this arise from? It arises because we have to care for our life, we have to have a livelihood, make money to take care of our bodies. We have these five aggregates, and we might have a family as well. And each additional member of our family is, is an additional five aggregates that we have to care for. And so if this is our situation, we have to meditate a lot. Because if we're just one person, this is five aggregates, and that's heavy already. We have to meditate to bhavana to understand this in order to put it down, to put down this suffering. We have the good fortune to be born as humans, to have a human body and a human mind, to have the faith and interest in the Buddha sasana, the interest and faith to overcome suffering. So therefore we contemplate all conditioned formations that their nature is to degrade. We contemplate this every day. 
we contemplate that all sankharas, all conditioned things, they don't last at all. There's nothing permanent or lasting in them. And we can ask, well, what can we take with us? What can we take as truly our possession in this world? There was one arahant that when he, before he ordained, when he was about to ordain, he contemplated that the world has no owner. There's no one in charge of the world. We have to throw away everything in the world in the end. We can't take anything as me or mine. And he felt this great sense of dispassion, disenchantment, wanting to escape from this predicament. We see that we work, we study, we take care of our livelihoods, and what is there in the world that we can take as self? Even if we seek throughout the whole world, throughout our whole lifetime, for anything in the world that we can truly take as our own, we can't find it, even if we spend our whole lifetime seeking that. And those that we love, we have to separate from. And so we consider that we're able to live in this world because of the four requisites, like having a house and having food. But however many houses we have in however many countries, when we go to sleep, it's only one bed that we sleep in. And however much food we have, we're only able to eat as much as to make our bodies full. So we contemplate this with wisdom, and we contemplate that we should seek out our own minds at least some time. So in the Buddha's time, there was one occasion where there were many individuals seeking a thief who had stolen some of their belongings, and they encountered the Buddha as they were seeking out that thief. And the Buddha asked what they were doing, and then upon finding out, the Buddha said, well, you're seeking that thief, but you can also seek your mind, which one would be better? And they realized it was better to seek out their own mind. So we can see that the Buddha knew how to teach these individuals. The Buddha is the unsurpassed teachers of devas and humans. So the Buddha taught them, and they were interested in practicing the Dhamma, and this whole group of people realized arahantship. So we see that this is merit and parmi that they built in the past, in previous lifetimes. And in the Buddhist time, there were many individuals realizing arahantship in this way. There was a novice who had a lot of past parmi and merit. He had built that parmi in previous lifetimes. And so even as a novice, his mind was like an adult. And so this is one example. So we see that this merit that's been built before gives results in the present. And this result manifests as the paths and fruits of Nibbana. So in order to realize Nibbana in this lifetime means that one has a lot of old parami that one built in the past. We want to cut off the kilesas, realize Nibbana, this is something we feel that we must do, we really want to do. But however much merit and parami we've built in the past, we have to actually practice in this lifetime. Whether we have a lot or a little from the past, then we have to practice in the present, in this life. And so we know the way to practice already. 
So we should put our knowledge into practice and actually do the practice. Don't give up, don't be disheartened, but be sincere in your efforts. Firstly, have restraint with morality, with sila. And whatever moods and sense impressions enter into the mind, train the mind not to like or dislike these impressions. And when you wake up, wake up with effort. And when you eat, eat enough. When you, when you use the four requisites of food, shelter, clothing and medicine, contemplate them all the time. See the drawbacks in them in order to let them go. And contemplate continuously. And take care of the body such that there's no problems with one's health. And contemplate all these four requisites as merely supports for one's life. Whether it's clothing or food, notice if there's greed arising for them. And for the lady, use the four requisites enough to live your life, but use them in a way that's just enough, just right. Have time to do your meditation practice, because we have this very good chance already to practice and train our minds. And we can ask, well, if a war arises, well, will we be able to meditate? Oh no, we won't be able to as the chance to die will be close and the situation will be difficult. So in terms of clothing, we would have to use just enough and we, in such a war environment, we wouldn't be able to live in our house, perhaps. So we see that, or we'd have to run away from that war. So we see that right now we're not in a war, we're in a quiet place. So we have this very good opportunity to practice meditation, to cultivate a lot of mindfulness. So we do this a lot, cultivate mindfulness a lot. In whatever posture of sitting, standing, walking or lying down, have mindfulness. This is the work that we do as monastics. And for the lay people who practice, then when they practice, then they're monastics as well. Whatever feelings of pain or pleasure arise, just see them just as feelings that arise, stay for a little while and cease. And you can ask, well, what is there in that experience that is truly self, that is me or mine? Whatever great amount of pleasure or happiness we experience, it arises and ceases. Whatever pain or suffering we experience, it arises and ceases. However much we look, we can't find a self in any of it. There's no owner to be found. So may you be careful and have restraint, have mindfulness to watch over and care for your minds and not be heedless. So may you all be intent in this practice.